punched man right now. <laughs> Welcome to the best medicine, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I, I like using old timey phrases. Um, so uh, we got a great show for you today. We got a lot of problems to go over. I want to uh, handle some business. Uh, first of all, uh, if you want to call us uh, right now, the number is 323-825-4990. If you're listening to this uh, later on when we are done, the voicemail number, if you want to call us and leave us a voicemail, is 206-337-6206. And uh, an email is bestmedicine at pantswise.com. So um, we, uh, we took last week off. It's been a couple of weeks. A lot of shit has gone down. How are you doing? Uh, how are you doing, Duchesne? I'm doing great, man. Everything's good. Yeah, Getting t- ready to do Irvine this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Irvine uh, Improv this week. And then uh, Rancho Cordova, Tommy T's next week. How was, um, how was uh, Arizona? Did I do something? Oh, yeah, the comedy uh, spot. Great club. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, good packed times. every night. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Not was good. Packed every night. Yeah, awesome. Every show. Did that guy approach you? Did that? Ha- did oh, the guy that called in or emailed. Gonna, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He came up and bought a CD. Yeah, but Patrick scared him so much he didn't want to say anything to him. He said, "Patrick thinks I'm a pest." Grabbed the CD and ran out. Oh, <laughs> didn't even get it signed. I didn't even sign it. I was like, hey, hey, and he just kept walking. Oh man, we should mail that guy like an autograph sticker. Yeah, I feel bad that he didn't get uh, that. Patrick's uh, meanness robbed him of a. It'll give him a reason to come back and see me. Yeah, I will bet he drove a while to get to. Come I don't see know. Him. Yeah, I don't know where he lived. He didn't talk to me at all. But no, it was fun. But I pissed off some Iranian people. You did? What'd you do? Uh, because I just well, I called them terrorists, which they didn't seem to mind. Were but, they ang- Were they um, Were they not terrorists? They. I don't know. I think one of them was. And uh, the parents were terrorists, and then the the daughter was American. I see. And so I asked her if they shaved their vaginas in Iran. Uh huh. And then after the show, because it was, I was having a rough show. Wait, wait. You asked if they shaved their vaginas. It came in up. Iran. It came I, up. When you first said that, I thought you said I asked if they shaved their vaginas, and then I ran. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these colors don't run. No. Um, <laughs> and then the woman said, uh, "You were funny, but I think the uh, vulgarity. My, those were my parents." Huh? That's so I said. I'm sorry, and she said, "Well, you're not sorry, but I just thought I'd point it out." So she got it. The yeah, whole thing, yeah, you yeah. Know, which is and good. she gets that you're not sorry. Right. She, exactly. That's she, what I meant. She yeah, got. Yeah. yeah. So that's you know, cool. don't bring your parents to a comedy show if you don't want to be embarrassed because something is going to be said that's going to make you feel uncomfortable in front of your parents. Yeah, it's uh, what you laugh at is very telling about what you you know what you get. You know what I mean? You learn a lot about. It. There's certain things you don't want to know that your daughter knows. Right, exactly. When you're, when you're laughing I mean. at a comment, you know, I mean. like, oh yeah, anal sex is like that. That's oh, why it's shit. good to bring a date. Yeah, so you can see what she laughs at. Exactly. But see if she's cool. Yeah, to see if she's cool. But yeah. if uh, don't bring your parents. I uh, I was in um, 
Is that the end of your story? I had a Hartford story. It wasn't really a story. Okay. You just asked me something, so I thought I should fill some time. Uh, I was in Hartford, man. The opener was... It's, it, it, I, I can't even. <laughs> this, it was a different experience. I'm used to like going and playing some club, and the opener's like some young kid who's just you know, uh, you know, hungry, hungry, and watch like comedy. This guy was like, um, imagine a imagine like a, a mid fifties. A uh, guy who quit being a clown, like qu- just took off the rubber nose and decided to give stand up a try. Okay. And he was telling these jokes that weren't even jokes. They were just like half a jokes. And then he'd do this thing after it where he'd go, yay. And he'd do a little dance. He'd do, <laughs> he'd dance a little like a half a jig and he'd go, yay. Yeah, I stole my ass. T- dead serious. Bullshit. And the jokes were like, they were, they were like, uh, like uh, I'm, I, my favorite baseball team is whoever's playing the Yankees. Yay! Uh, <laughs> and he uh, do his little dance, <laughs> and then all right. So I'm in the back, like I can't fucking believe this shit. And the, so the audience is watching. At first, they kind of laugh, like all right, maybe this guy's kidding. And then they're kind of laughing, like oh, we should support him because he's retarded. Right. <laughs> and then. And then they, and then they, around minute seven, they lose faith in comedy. They turn. As a what whole. the fuck did and we just turn, pay for? Yeah, like we paid to right, come and, right. and I put on deodorant for this. And then, <laughs> and then, so I give the guy the podcast card and I said, hey man, can you say I do this podcast on iTunes and that's as my intro. But the guy had never emceed before and he didn't know what he was doing and he read it off the card. He read the card oh, verbatim. The, card. <laughs> the best medicine, a hilarious podcast get my with name Robert right? Duchesne. And, Rob- and then he puts the card back in his pocket and he goes, please welcome. Oh shit, I forgot his name. And he pulled the card back out and he, uh, Dan Gabriel. Uh, that's you know that's. I know you don't read the card. That's a. I know, I know, I know. I, but that's, okay, it's a personal pet peeve of mine, but uh, the act ter- being terrible. And so I, I normally I would go up and ignore the horrible opener, but I just I had there was no way to not acknowledge what had just happened. And yeah, well, yeah, after every joke that you you do that eats it, then you can do the little. I yay do the thing. little yay. Perfect. But I just went up on stage and went. What the fuck was that? Like, I just had this like gut reaction of what the fuck just had, and everybody was right there with me. And they laughed, and then I did his little dance, like yay, and then <laughs> and then they got angry at me for making. For, did they really? A little. I, I lost him for a quick second because they right. thought that making the doing the dance was the what the fuck. All right, we were there with you, but then the mocking him uh, on top of it was extra. It had to be done, though. Yeah, but it was. Um, uh, but I was there with my friend Jim Short. What did he say? Nice, anything about it? Was a, uh, what, what? Did he say why did you mock me? No, that's the other thing. Is that every night I would go on stage and the first thing out of my mouth would be something horrible about him. I would just mock him every, but he would never say anything to me off stage about it. Like I don't even think he's watching. I think when he got off stage, he just ran back into the green room and locked himself. In. And if you're listening, hi, man. You know, it was fun week. I, you should have fucking listened to me. You should have watched the first five minutes of my set because it, it was just it, you know strange exchanges. He didn't watch any of the other. Sh- he didn't watch any of the show that he wasn't on. He didn't want to pollute what he does. I think he was. I think he didn't want to look. <laughs> I think he didn't want to look into the audience in the eye or, or something. But uh, it was. <laughs> I've been there though. Yeah. Uh, fucking people. 
Yeah. But it was a fun I had uh, I had some I had some fun shows there and there were some fun uh, people but it's also one of the worst um condos in comedy. There were there were condoms in the drawer. Like, Used? No. Oh. I mean there were new condoms but they were magnums which is doubly uh that, which, That's just which, a guy. That's just a guy the week before fucking with you. <laughs> is it really yeah, sure. a lot of fucking trouble to- <laughs> nah, it's not really that much trouble you carry them around and just- there were two though you don't buy two packs yeah. it's three packs uh, let's bring in our guest because uh, he's he's uh, he's sitting here being uh, you know, laughing and being hilarious just uh, sitting there uh, while we're talking about this. I want to bring him in. Uh, we have Graham Elwood in the studio, everybody. Welcome, Graham. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I mention it was Graham? Yeah. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was opening asshole. last week on the road. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I never watched anybody else, but I assumed it went I, well. Uh, yeah. I just showed up, did my yay, and I left. It seemed like it was a fun week. <laughs> Had a couple extra condoms in the condo, and I left them out. And it was- Magnums, really? Yeah. You seem short. I, I would have never guessed. I yeah. do a lot of fisting. Uh. Yay! Yeah. I love those Rodax that you see, and you're just like, especially in this age of of Twitter and Facebook, and it's like there's all this there's this sort of renaissance with comedy of of like all these. People in their 20s and 30s, but probably the 20-somethings are driving it because of the technology. They're like buying albums and all this shit that didn't happen when I first started, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And then when you see these acts on the road, these guys, like I I can picture this guy, took his nose off, I can do stand-up, you know, or they've still got a banjo or whatever, and you're just like... Wow, I'm always like, oh, I'm in a museum. Okay, I'm in a comedy museum. I yeah. watch a guy that's just like holding his hair back, like doing a Jack Nicholson impression, and you're just like, oh. oh. <laughs> I remember when I did open mics in 1989. Yeah. Okay. I remember watching Evening at the Improv. Yeah, MTV's Half Hour Comedy Hour. I yeah. remember that. Somebody told me, I think it was my ex-girlfriend told me she saw a guy doing Jack Nicholson impression. Young kid, like you're talking about, and had his hand on his forehead. Didn't know why people did that. Because <laughs> Jack's bald. Yeah, yeah. They, he He's didn't get that, the- though. He just thought that was part of the impression. Like a Jim Ignatowski mashup. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm the it's- courtside at the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. You oh. can't handle the truth. Oh. It's they're doing an impression of somebody oh, yeah. doing an impression of right. somebody doing yeah. an impression yeah. at this point. Yeah, exactly. It's like just say just say you're doing Christian Slater. Well, most impressionists, there's one <laughs> one or two guys that come up with the thing that's the impression. They crack the code, and everybody else yeah. just yeah. does that. Yeah. yeah, like Jay Moore cracked the walk-in code, and then everybody was starting. Actually, doing Bri- I, well, I, I, Brian Callen, I saw him like 14 years ago do a. Uh, Christopher Walken impression. Oh, before Jay Moore? Before Jay Moore. Maybe Jay Moore was doing it at the same time, but Callan, I saw him do it like in 96, and he was doing that, it's a bird, it's a stupid bird. It's, he's talking about a bird yeah. or whatever, and Callan does a, does a good one. Not uh. to say that... Or maybe Kevin Pollack was doing one, too. Maybe Kevin Pollack had yeah. it. It's hard. That's got to be tough for those impression guys, because that, you know, once... It's it's easier to point out a joke that somebody's stolen from you, but when they yeah. take your oh, when no, they start I did, doing an impression, no, I did can, the first Richard Dreyfus. Well, how do you? Yeah, yeah, you, right. <laughs> yeah. How can and you, you time those? Guys? I knew Richard Dreyfus. I had dinner with Richard Dreyfus. You, sir, <laughs> you are no Richard. You are no, no Richard Jack Dreyfus. Kennedy. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, the, and then you meet those guys who do impressions that you're that you've never seen anybody do. That's what you. That was my favorite one. That's what you got to do. You know you do you're yeah. like, oh man, I didn't even realize that you that there was a Michael Keaton. Like I yeah. can't believe. <laughs> yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, but it, Colin Mayhan does an amazing Michael Keaton. When somebody, I saw a, a, a kid. We were doing um a, one of our comedy film nerd shows at the Improv last year, and this kid, I forget his name. He was young. His act wasn't that great. But he did a Denzel Washington, white guy, that was awesome. It was spot on. And Steve White was on the show, and Steve White followed him and went, whatever the guy's name is. I like, will give you $100. You no, know, he just said, he goes, that Denzel Washington, that should be the only thing you ever do. Like, that, was, that was so amazing. And he did like, what if, you know, because Denzel Washington, what what if he's like a salesman because oh. he, he's like he's like Denzel Washington could sell you anything in every movie he's always like pitching or selling somebody something mm-hmm. and he goes you know it was basically like what if you know you whatever you came he was working at a Goodyear store and then he did his Denzel Washington like okay 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 you don't want to buy through tires I bought you three you know I can't even do a yeah. Denzel Washington present but it was it was like it was fucking it was a great premise it was a great <laughs> and like who the fuck does a Denzel Washington impression? yeah every well, Denzel Washington movie he he does this like chest pump where he like both, yeah, yeah. both fists against it that's my family and he, right. you know he does this like every single movie yeah uh, there's a guy in Sin City that the house MC that does a really good Denzel too black guy though uh, Prince Pen- Penny the Prince. Of course. Yeah. Um, you don't know him? He's from Oh, San yeah, yeah. Francisco. No, no. I've seen that guy. That guy's, yeah, yeah that guy does it. What good, club uh, is this? Denzel. I, this guy, I, this kid Sin in Vegas. City does a really good Denzel. Oh. But I like what Dennis Miller said years ago when somebody's doing an impression like of Jack Nicholson. Imagine, he said Robert De Niro. Imagine Robert De Niro working at McDonald's. No. no. Imagine you working <laughs> yeah. at McDonald's. Yeah, I can see you working at <laughs> I can't see you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so did you bring some problems to the table, Graham? I did. Let's I did. let's uh, let's work over some of your problems before we handle the listeners' problems. My wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Let me uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me just say I have to. You know, I, like what somebody has is like talking to a friend that has kids. <laughs> you know, and you're the friend without the kids, and you're just like, I just, you know, it sounds like it's terminal cancer. And the friend's like, I know. Wait, Stevie, put that down. Get your kid off your bed. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Were you saying something about a cancer. Terminal, yeah. You have a, that's your sign? Yeah. <laughs> my brother's a Virgo and they're all weird. You know? <laughs> no, before you before you got into your problems, I want because the last two we've had problems with the last two guests came on and were hilarious about some personal shit in their lives, and then afterwards refused to post the show on Facebook or or Twitter or anything because they got in trouble with the their wife, with the, or with their wife or girl that they were oh, bitching man. about, like yeah. like uh, it. it so uh, we're, this is going to be on. Uh, you know, uh, this is going to be available for listening on. Uh, oh, really? That's uh, why yeah. we're talking in a microphone. No, don't worry about it. It's all. I don't. I didn't think that was something I had to make clear. And then Gene comes on and bitches about his wife not blowing him. And then it was hilarious episode. People, it was hilarious episode. And and I guess she's worried that people at her work. She listened to it, and uh, she's worried that. People well, maybe she should. If you know, she'd it. be a little more frugal with the blowjob. Yeah, we have yeah. this conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we're dealing with the problem from the wrong end. So yeah. don't um, <laughs> suck out, suck out the problem. <laughs> so don't bitch about anything that you can. All right, uh, now go. All right, 
My wife, no. Gene's <laughs> wife won't blow me. Gene won't blow me. Tell that son of a bitch to fucking get on some lipstick. Kettle, pot. Yeah. Come on, Gene. Lap it up. Um, I'm having a, uh, um, this is sort of a, a businessy thing, and I'm, and I'm sort of running it by comics, which I'm, um, I did my first CD a year and a half ago on rooftop comedy. Yes. Graham the comedian Elody. has a boo-boo. The comedian has a boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is the only way you're allowed to pronounce it. I've trademarked that stupid voice. <laughs> comedian has a boo-boo. Um, it's actually in that font. It's in the, that's, the, yeah, that's the annoying rat voice font. Um, so, uh, oh, I just saw, look at that. If you look at the camera. Yeah. If you're watching the show, and live. it looks like I've got—I just have a hat on backwards. It looks like I have a helmet on, or a yeah. really big yarmulke. Yeah, I'm wearing. I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing a full, full frontal yarmulke. <laughs> you borrowed your dad's yarmulke. <laughs> it's my dad's yarmulke. I like it. <laughs> Actually, it's a—it's ba- from the band 311. It's their hat. If you can yeah, see their logo. Oh, because you were on that cruise with them. Yes, they were yeah. so cool. I was on that same boat like a month later. Yeah, but you were doing like the fog. I hat was doing or the not as special. fun. <laughs> I was doing the nowhere near as fun tour. <laughs> <laughs> the hell gig boat tour. Um, um, okay, so your here's CD. Here's my problem. Here's my problem. Okay, so I I did my first CD on rooftop comedy, and they're they're great. They're yeah. they're fine. My um, second CD is on there. Yeah. So yeah. um, and they were very helpful in terms of you know the, their deal is you know they they took care of a lot of the production costs, and you just had to buy a certain amount of, of units from them. Oh, so they recorded it? They recorded okay. it. Okay. Because the Rooftop Comedy has probably a half a dozen clubs around the country that are pre-wired. You can just, like, Acme Comedy Club yeah. and Go Bananas. And I, I did an Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis. So they they recorded it, and they, they did a fine job. And all I did was do the shows, obviously, and we did, like, four shows, and I just went and picked the, the best the jokes from the best shows and put together the album. I sent them some artwork. And then they they have like a graphic design team or whatever that did the the album cover artwork, and then like I said, my only outlay was just having to buy a thousand units, which I, I sold almost eight hundred of them in a year and a half. After. Reasonably priced, yeah, like a you great, get, yeah. I got a great. It's a that's great. All you me, had to do, okay. great deal. And so they got it on iTunes, and they got me featured on iTunes for the first seven weeks that the album was out, which was really helpful because I think I got a lot of fresh eyeballs. So my dilemma is. Because I know a lot of comics are now self-producing CDs, and my and, and a lot of them are making very uh, good arguments, which is you get to keep more of the money because through iTunes, you know, Rooftop takes a cut, iTunes takes a cut, and then I get my cut. So I'm I'm getting where if I were to digitize it, because because let me just backtrack a sec on the website that I do a podcast on comedy film nerds. We just started selling uh, my feature documentary as a download, and we're starting to get other independent feature films that we're going to sell as downloads, and we're going to give filmmakers a really great deal, and it's a better deal than you would get on iTunes, and we're cutting out any sort of distributor middleman. So my question is, I'm debating on should I self-produce because in the long run, I will get more of the profits. But my dilemma is I'm not enough of a name yet to where I'm selling out clubs. Like I have people coming to see me and I'm getting the people that come to see me are like, they're very avid, rabid fans and they're great, but I'm not like selling out clubs. And when I go headline, I'm either, if I, I'm on the road a lot with Doug Benson, obviously. So when I go headline myself, I'm getting decent, 
a decent turnout and I'm building a good fan base and they're really loyal. And I know those people will buy this CD no matter where it is. But am I better off self-producing? Are you better off getting 70% of a lot or 100% of a little less? What? How do you come up with it? You know what I mean? Oh, right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because... You're going to get more eyeballs looking at it if you stick with rooftop just because they're going to get you can't get your own featured thing on iTunes no. just uh, you no don't way. know that guy uh, they know that guy and they can hook that up and yeah. you, you can't hook that up so it's you just, just decide whether you want oh, oh Patrick's Patrick's nodding at me saying I'm wrong hi Pantswise Records usual. here yeah uh, yeah you can actually get your own featured stuff on there uh, why don't you have Patrick uh <laughs> Uh, put out your CD. Well, the bad thing about and rooftop the good part is, is he I, can yell at you every day. And, here's, no. and, and, let me, and let me just say this real quick. Let me just say this. This is no negative indictment of rooftop. Right, right, They've right. done a no, great job. Yeah. I like everyone they're over there. They're a business. They they're, gotta make. They're making they're, their. They're money. making a business too. I mean, like, well, hey, I run a website where we make. We need to make a profit. So but the bad thing, it. the bad thing about them is, I mean, all they really do for you is roof. I mean, rooftop's not a huge comedy destination for people. I think comics mostly know about rooftop. Not as much people. How often do you get a lay person, a person not well, in comedy, I, 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 send you a video on Rooftop? Go check this guy out. No, it's- no, I, I get that. I'm not, I'm not worried about – I'm not saying Rooftop's website is the one that's going to get me new eyeballs. I'm saying them getting me featured on iTunes is going to get me I, – I released my own album in 2009, and I was on New and Noteworthy and on the featured thing for – and the number one comedy album for a week, just off my podcast – but they picked that up and ran with it and contacted me. iTunes did this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was on New and Noteworthy for like four or five weeks and, uh, and, and you know, featured albums and stuff. But they, uh, what they will do, see, Rooftop takes 60% off after iTunes takes 30%. So you're getting 70% gross because iTunes takes 30% of everybody. So that's mm-hmm. just their deal. Yeah. And then so you're getting 70% of your retail, which is usually $7 because their album sells for 10 bucks. So then uh, Rooftop will take 40% of that, of that $7. So you're really getting four twenty, you know, around four twenty uh per album. Mm-hmm. It's $4.20 somewhere. Oh, yeah. wait, I did that wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, you're really making four something versus, versus $7. Yeah. And I really don't think your exposure, especially because of what you do with, with Doug's podcast and, I mean, just touring and stuff, you... You're going to get nearly the same exposure. I don't think Rooftop's going to get you the same amount of exposure. I mean, I was featured for seven weeks because of Rooftop. What they also do is send... You're watching C-SPAN. I'm saying it Uh, wasn't because of Rooftop. I'm saying if your sales were good anyway on iTunes, they would have put you in there. Oh, I see. All right, I'm putting a halt to this. We're a long way from Gene's wife not blowing him. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, t- I'm just telling you that independent, ind- both independent publishers and smaller labels still get featured. Okay. All right. Next problem. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> I, thought you guys, I thought you guys were going to weigh in. Uh, Isn't that I'd, the point of I'd, the show? I'd stick. I'd I, just, you, I just happen to know a lot about that subject. No, that was so. good. That was good. That's what I, that's why I brought it to the forum here because I wanted to yeah. hear different opinions. I'd stick with... Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I, well, you just went through Rooftop. Have they I, I just sales? I released my second album through and Rooftop. You're happy my first it. one, I put out myself, and I get 100% of it. And my second one, I decided to to put a team behind it and see the, What's difference. the difference. Anything and see yet? The difference. Um, it's, uh, it's too early to tell. 
All right. Because uh, I don't know. I, I don't use rooftop. I so. it was easier to get the numbers breakdown when it was just when it was my own. Like I know the first album numbers a lot more than because. Uh, I now, mean, are you getting checks the in the mail? Album th- is through rooftop. They come quarterly, so oh. I haven't gotten the first one yet. So I'll yeah. tell you after I got the first. Well, that's one. the thing. Like every quarter from rooftop for the last year or so, I've been getting a check from them, and it's which is nice, right? And the the first the first quarter of downloads paid for the thousand CDs I had to buy. And so oh, okay. then everything I'm selling after on the road is pure. So I've literally... It's paid for itself. It's paid yeah. for itself. But yeah. also when you self-publish, your, your thousand CDs to rooftop cost roughly $2,000. Um, and self-publishing, they can cost around 800 So your cost... Well, that's what your, I was 80, You're talking about 80 cents a unit yeah. roughly to self-publish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. So you did pay for the um, uh, recording, too. No. That's the I Well, I mean that's built into the this, thousand that yeah, you bought. Yeah, yeah, the, th- the, yeah. The, the the cost that I got per unit was was good. It was a good it was a good price for me. I knew I could get it cheaper if I did it for self for under a dollar, but I also know that that's probably how they figured in. And plus they get they, I mean they get a taste of any sale that, that Right. You know, and if I reorder another thousand units because I'm selling them a lot on the road, they get that money. They get a taste of the iTunes. So that's how they recoup their production costs. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But did you have to pay any production costs? Did you have to buy a thousand CDs for that? Um, well, I produced mine myself, right. and then set up the deal after I'd already made it. My, after I'd already produced the CD myself. So they just take straight profit from whatever they sell and nothing else. Or did you have to buy a thousand CDs from them? Um, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, because you re- you recorded it yourself. I recorded it myself. How'd you do that? I hired a guy who set up mics around the room, and where, then I was hilarious. Club? Punchline in San Francisco. That's where I did mine, too. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Same guy, Trav yeah, Sonic. Aaron, Aaron Rappart. He's Trav awesome. Sonic. And the thousand, the thousand physical units you order is a, is a more logistical thing, because to get a glass master made and to get uh thou- and to get CDs reproduced at a professional level you can get duplicated CDs you can order like 200 of but they're burned yeah and to get a glass master press CD just like the ones professional artists sell in stores you have to order at least 1000 yeah. so that's more of like a you know what i mean that's that's just how that's, many they yeah. run so you save a little bit of money recording it yourself producing it yourself and just having them sell it yeah, I guess. I mean, to, to record it myself, I would have to hire because you had to hire that guy. I had to hire that guy. I right. didn't. I, I should have set it up with Rooftop before I recorded it and said you pay for everything. But I didn't. I didn't do that. No, I, you I, saved money doing it this way. Maybe I'll talk to you after the show. Maybe okay. I have some solutions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I want to. You know, um, it, it's. I, I don't like to. I don't like to get too. Uh, I, we've already done it, but I don't like to get too businessy and into comedy on the show, you know, because it's harder to for the regular uh, listeners to give a shit about. So let's. I think you're. I think you're mistaken. I think uh, a lot of your comedy fans are going to want to hear the ins and outs. Really, they want to hear the, the, just, the just business my, side of the breakdowns well, of the just CD because world. I, I think. We, I mean, I think they want to know how we write a joke. I think that I don't <laughs> think they want to know the fucking unit costs on the. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just trying to kill time while they're standing in line at the bank. I think there's a guy in some data entry job that'll listen to us fucking count goddamn toothpicks as long as there's some jokes sprinkled in there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let, what, you got another problem that's, uh, that's more... Yes. Uh, How many toothpicks? <laughs> what's my per unit toothpick cost? <laughs> um... um <laughs> Yes, I I, uh, I had a, t- a couple surfboards. I moved, and I had two surfboards stolen out of my out of my storage unit in my parking space. Um, 
And uh, I'm going to find these guys. I'm going to murder them. Will you help me? No, uh, that's yeah. not that's All not right. my dilemma. No. Um, so you want to know where to buy you uh, stolen surfboards? Yeah, where do I find stolen surfboards? No, my question is, and so. I have renter's insurance, so they're covering it, which is a very cool thing. And I was very upfront with them. I didn't say, oh, man, yeah, these boards are eight grand each or whatever. They're so. Um, well, there goes my advice. <laughs> <laughs> so I have – I started serving about five years ago. I grew up in the Midwest, so I didn't grow up serving. So I started serving about five years ago, which is great. I really got into it. I live by the beach. I love it. And I, like most people, started surfing on a longer board. So I want to start going into a shorter board. But short boards are harder. So do I order, do I get a, just get another long board made or do I get like, or do I just suck? Cause everyone's like, if you jump down to a short board, you're going to go in the water and for two or three weeks, you're going to get your ass kicked and feel like you're starting all over again. But then you'll kind of crack the code on it and, and figure out the short board. So do I just, cause you know, whatever, I'm not going to go pro. I'm, I'm, I'm not. 15 you know i just like surfing it's fun I, I do it wherever i can so do i do i just get another longboard because i can jump on that immediately and surf it anywhere or do i do i take this opportunity you, know, you can you can rent you can rent boards i think you you spend a couple of days renting the short board and see see how close you are to cracking that code on it you know maybe you don't want to buy a short board and then get out there and realize this really is not for me right and then you're stuck with it so well, I would I would try I would try renting it. Most oh, most rent most surf demo shops board. yeah yeah most surf shops will rent you a board for you know a couple days. Yeah, and a lot of them have good demo boards. Like you yeah. can rent a good short you get to, and you get to rent the brand new one. You get to rent mm-hmm. the you know the state of the art one and give that a shot. I Same like thing that. with skis. On the other hand, though, if you just go ahead and buy a shoreboard, then you're stuck. You have to learn how to use it. Have to. And you're thinking that's you're saying that's a good thing. I though. think that's a good thing. Got I mean, a gun go, to the head, you got to do it. You got to do it. Uh, that's the way I look at it. Wow, we're differing. Yeah. Um, Dan- I'm sure I'm right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm well, right. Well, what's the advantage of a shortboard? Well, the advantage, of, here's the advantage of a shortboard. It's lighter? It's looking, lighter, it's smaller. Cool. To carry around. Yeah, because like I live a couple blocks from the beach. So even, it's like a five, seven minute right, walk. Right, So a shortboard is like, I could take that shit on my bike. See, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. A nine foot board is a, a little tougher. It's, t- it's yeah. heavy. Do you but, need to call up a buddy and make him carry the other end. And do you want kids <laughs> calling you grandpa? <laughs> Yeah, old man on the longboard. With the longboard, you know. Yeah. Wait for the grandfather to go by. It's going to take a while. He's got one of those longboards. I would go with the short. Yeah, the short, and you're a Three Stooges uh, scene no, when you're turning, <laughs> yeah, when you're making turns. <laughs> I'm knocking over people yeah. on the street corner on my way to the beach. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I guess we're, we're giving you differing advice, and you can pick I like, from But that's good, whichever. though. When I, when, I, when I do have a dilemma, I ask a multitude of people because right. I want to hear different sides of it. Yeah, you get to th- have other people that think you don't think of. You. That I don't, that there's stuff that I don't think of, and if everybody says the same thing, well, then it's sort of like, oh, okay, then clearly that's, that's the right answer. Yeah, or, right. or at least it lends more or credibility talking, to it. Right. Or I'm talking to a bunch of fucking same thinking assholes. Yeah. yeah. You got to get new friends. Yeah. My friends. They're all idiots. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're all a bunch of longboarding shitheads. Exactly. Uh, that sucks that they got stolen, though, man. Yeah. You know what? It was, it was, it was like literally we'd been living there like five, six days. And I was like, I was on the road. My wife calls me. She's like, you're not going to believe it. So like, what the fuck? Like, I was so mad. But then, you know, I was. That's why I get renter's insurance, and I was up yeah. front with them. And the, the crazy thing was, like, we had all this other shit in there, bikes, that they didn't touch. They were literally just took these two boards. 
it was insane. Like, huh. it was really well, weird. I keep my eyes peeled. Yeah. Probably somebody in the building. They probably sold them anyway. Oh, they're gone. Well, They'll they're just going to scratch the serial number off of they're it. They're gone. And, I mean, and whatever. And like and break it apart for parts. Isn't yeah. That they they <laughs> <laughs> sell them for yeah, they're going to part it out. You wanna, hey, you want to buy the uh, nose of a uh, surfboard? Don't they have fins on the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> they sell them for, it's at a surf shop, chop shop. Yeah. But I think I'm going to buy this new board called an Entropy, which is a, a sustainable surfboard because surfboards are usually made from pretty horrible stuff. And this is made from like uh, sugarcane foam and plant-based resins. So I, it's this company, Entropy Surfboards, that I think I'm going to go with because they're awesome. So it's biodegradable? Yeah, it's it's like – because surfboards, they're made from styrofoam and, the, and the, the resin that seals it is just – it's really toxic shit. So – I found this company called Entropy, and and I think I might go with them. And they make and they make their boards out of more natural yeah. things like mm-hmm. chicken feathers and chicken feathers. And, yes, exactly, and hugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's greener technology. Yes, rainbows. They make a lot of rainbows, <laughs> fairy wings, and uh, and hemp seed. We just gotta have the hemp. We just hug the surfboard. Together. Yeah. We just, uh. <laughs> All right. Um, I got an email here uh, from John who wants to know uh, why, why don't you feel so much pressure to make a donation when the cashier asks, asks at the store? Have you been to the yeah, store? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's always that dollar. This is a good one, yeah, yeah. Donation thing. I always feel like I can't say no, John says. Uh, like I feel greedy if I say I can't when I literally can't. I'm going to school. I don't have any extra money. All of my bills, uh, you know. Um, I've even put down an item that I uh, that I didn't need, so I had enough money to make a donation, so I'd feel better and not look like a, a douche in front of the people and the customers standing around me. Um, am I a horrible person if I don't say yes, even though I may not see any of them again? This is all on this. This is this is like a classic. Like this guy is con- John. You're concocting all this shit in your head. Make it just make a decision. You don't have the money. You don't have to explain Nobody it. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. People behind you. Nobody gives a shit. Whether you pay, give them a dollar or not. If you don't have it, don't pay it. And why are you giving? Why do you care what these idiots in line think? But it's it's weird that it's I'm I'm starting to not go to that store as much because I don't want to look. You know what I mean? Like you just have to have to sit and go. No, I don't want to. I don't care about breast cancer. Just, I mean, if you're that big of a pussy, just say I did last time. Right. Yeah. You know, um, and but the thing is, it's always for a good cause. Yeah, they're never like, "Hey, how about an extra dollar for my weed?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have more respect. They, they do try to make you know. Would you like to help prevent breast cancer? Well, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's what, that's how they get you. Yeah, that's yeah, how they yeah. know that you're going to get the only that time extra I do. Would you hate tits? The only time I do, yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you hate tits? You tit hater. Let's I, put a dollar in there to prove you like some titties. I give a lot of dollars for titties. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I've already given several dollars for titties. Not into jars. I've, I've, I've paid for so many titties. You have no idea. Yeah, yeah I think that's one of those things. Like you got to just that's that's all. Let that shit. Don't go. be a pussy. Don't. Your self-esteem ride on what other people think and if about, you really, especially people that you don't fucking know. Yeah, and if you really want to donate to this thing, but you don't have the money, then just set, set a thing in your head like, okay, down the road, I'm going to squirrel away. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to go buy something stupid, like a, whatever, a candy bar or a $5 latte, and if it's really that important, you then go, no, I'm not getting a latte. This goes into the titty jar. 
I don't even think it's that, though. He's not saying he feels guilty about not helping out. He says he feels like shit because people look down on him. Yeah, I think he just feels like shit with, you know, in front of the cashier. Yeah, yeah, it's a self-esteem problem. That's what I'm saying. Him. Don't be it's a pussy. A, you need just to feel better no. about yourself and not worry that you're not given the dollar. It's, the only, you're poor, dude. Who cares? The only time I give is when it's for the troops. Walgreens has a thing. You want a dollar for a candy bar for troops. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll do that. Yeah, you know, I I try to I try to give whenever like if I, I if I uh, you know there's like bums at the ne- at the side of the road. I'll never give when them you pull money. up to the light. I don't give them money, but I give them the bottle of water I got in the car, or I'll give them a little piece. Like if I got yeah. some leftovers in the car, I'll roll down the way. I mean, you know, I'll give them food because it's like better. I'm, I'm always like I don't want to give them money for booze. Patrick's. I don't want to give money because I know they're going to buy me. booze or drugs with it. But if they if they're really legitimately hungry, then I'll give them. Some I don't food. feel bad about giving the dude and I'll let in the suck- hot sun a bottle of water. Yeah, like and I'll let him suck the- my dick for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> get that golden and then you voice give that over dollar here. to breast cancer. Yeah, and then, I give that, then everybody wins. I get a blowjob. <laughs> a lot of them don't have teeth, so I can see yeah. the. I can see the it advantage. Doesn't count as cheating if yeah. it's a homeless person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got long hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's charity. Yeah, it's I'm helping them out. Yeah, they need the protein. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Never thought of it that way. All right, I have a new outlook on life. That help you out there, John? <laughs> Go suck some homeless guy's dick for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll have the extra dollar. Then you'll be able to- Don't give money to those guys on the side of the road. They're making a ton of cash. Yeah, they I do. remember pulling out beside this one. It was a woman, and she was sitting there counting her fucking money. Yeah, they make like I'm a like, couple hundred dollars a day. Do not count your money yeah when you're sitting and, at the table sitting, don't you exactly, know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> while you're sitting on the Rogers. milk crate <laughs> do you have enough problems to listen to country <laughs> there's gonna be time enough for counting when is that <laughs> I think I'm in the dealer's house when you're at the dealer's house <laughs> yeah when you're no longer under the overpass yeah exactly <laughs> I mean I you wouldn't gotta be- know when to blow him <laughs> <laughs> yay you never count your nickels when, when you're, you're sitting on the overpass no they got wads of cash people give them dollar bills man and fives don't do it I just give them food I feel alright about giving them food yeah and, you wanna give and, them food and, and water giving another human being some, some yeah but all you're doing is a lot better. you're not paying for their drugs no, but you're making Sometimes. it so they don't have to go get lunch, and they can stay there and bum more money. But if you're oh. done with the food, go ahead. Come on, care. you gotta give, give no, someone food. By, by by giving them a bottle of water, what I mean is I pour it over them. <laughs> is that the same? Say, so take a shower, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, you gotta, you gotta, you got a problem. Uh, All right, I don't know. Do we do this you one? Fucking problem. Week? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Should I have a threesome with my wife and her friend? Did we do this one last week? Yes. What's the what? Why is what? what? <laughs> Next right. question. What Don't are you talking even, about? Yes. <laughs> Moving on. I know that both of them are open to the idea, as I've discussed it with them separately, but not together yet. Well, all right. Her friend is single. Honestly, I've been attracted to her friend ever since I met her about six years ago. She's hot, so is my wife. But I don't know if it's a good idea and what effect it will have on our marriage. I tell you what, it'll do for you. It'll keep you married. That's what it'll do. How can you how can you stray and cheat on your wife when you're throwing down with her hot friend with your wife there and and her approval? Right, but there's a way to approach it. Yeah. Um Suck for it. one thing you already It's got to be their idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you're talking to them separately. You can't do that. Can't be your idea. You can't there's do no... it separately. You got to maybe talk to the friend and tell her to bring it up with the wife. And if it works, if it happens, don't be all over the woman. 
Yeah. Because then your wife will get jealous. Let them fool around, and you just make it a regular thing. So eventually, yeah, you but, can just yeah. bang her. But most importantly, you immediately email us with every detail, yeah, and, and pictures, a, and a video, and photos, <laughs> and DVD with special features, <laughs> <laughs> interviews afterwards, interviews. Yeah, director you commentary. Any, if you have any balls at all. You <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Let us know how it goes. That's that's the main thing. I would agree. But yeah, seriously, don't make it about you fucking that girl. Make it about your wife having a good time, so she'll want to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them have fun, and you just slide in. Yeah, exactly. They'll ask you to eventually, and if not, you get a nice little show. Yeah, you get the show. And you were the good husband that you know let her your wife explore these possibilities. See, everybody, aren't you glad you sat through the CD unit per price bullshit? See? Eventually we got around to threesome. <laughs> you got, you got, uh, we always we got get around, around to threesome, though. Eventually we got around to some filth, see? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I got this guy. I don't, I don't know if I, how I feel about this fella, but here we go. How do, I get out of, how do I get out of having to go to my son's birthday party? Connor lives down in PA, and I really don't want to go down there for his birthday party. He's turning six, but we all turn six sometimes. <laughs> I didn't like him till he said that. Wow. <laughs> My pops got me a train set when I turned six, as I remember. Nothing special. I wouldn't mind, but I have a date on Saturday with this woman I met uh, last week. Is sort of a date. I'm taking her and her five year old son to a movie. <laughs> You're the worst father ever. Uh, You're great. bailing on your own kid to go. Bes- <coughs> Don't bring that up while you're on the date with this woman. Like, yeah, I'm ditching my kids. So Wait, we can- I'm not I'm happy. Uh, hold on. This guy's so got my, a lot of problems. So my son's mother's totally expecting me to be there, and he's called me a few times this week to remind me to be there, but I'm really not sure if I'm going to be able to make the three hours to, to this thing and still make it back in time to take this chick out. And she's hot, too. So this is really stressing me out. What I was thinking is I could call from a rest stop on the New York, uh, on the NYS Thruway (laughs) around Rockland County and say, hey, buddy, daddy's truck had a flat. Uncle Pete's going to pick me up. That way the caller ID will show I'm an hour away from home at least. Thoughts? Why did you have kids? You want to <laughs> uh, wear a rubber with the new girl? I think. <laughs> wow. Thoughts? Yeah. Besides being a piece of shit, um, you're going out with this girl for the first time, and you're going with her kid. That is just stupid. That's bad. Beyond like, belief. Single mom, like single parents, like the, what I've heard, should wait a year of dating someone before they introduce their kid right. to the new. Yeah, yeah. Well, a year. You know, I can see why people wouldn't do that. A year, but, but the first the first date, first date, go to the That's go a lot with of the meals kid. unpaid for. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, you know, you're not getting laid out of the date probably because she's got her kid with her. And then, like, what is if that does come up to her? She's obviously if she's a single mom. She's obviously thinking like any guy I'm dating potentially. Could, has to be a good dad. Has to be a right, good dad. Right. And you're going to be like, hey, I blew off my kid's dumb party <laughs> to hang out with you and your kid. She's going to be like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, this is like, I have six, I don't even have kids, but I have six nieces and nephews. And any, and I travel all over the country, obviously. Any chance I get to see them, because I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm missing their childhood. I want to see as much of it as I possibly can. And birthdays and track meets and swim, con- you know, that that's. That's what I don't want. I try to see as much of that as I can. Yeah, I can't yeah. understand missing that 
for your some. Yeah, it's I, uh, what? and this girl that you're taking out is gonna want to know that you're a, a decent dad. Like it will mean more to her that you were showing up for your kids I birthday don't... party than you were. Taking her, yeah, know, call this unless girl. Unless she's a like, piece of shit, too. Unless yeah. she's a piece of shit, too. Look, she's bringing her kid on the first date. Yeah, so she she's is. just trying to get you to buy your kid a hot dog. She, she wants to she's buy like, it. She's shopping for a new daddy. You're a piece of shit already. You should be going down. First and of all, thanks for kid. listening to the show. Yeah, we really appreciate now. your comments, Stephen. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, that's what you got to be told the truth, right? I mean, you're not going to go see your kid on your birthday, on his birthday. Yeah, yeah. Work out another day. Like birthday. birthdays are. You don't. I mean, yeah, six is, is totally cognizant you. enough to know that you're a dick. Like, yeah. you know, three or four, like not a little confusing, you know. But the, but the six, and you're not there. They're going to remember that. That's gonna burn its way. This is this there. is when the kid is in therapy when he's thirty six is this gonna be is the like shit that's gonna come. Yeah, up. my dad fucking went and lied about uh, some jacked up truck thing from a payphone. He t- they talked about it on a stupid podcast, <laughs> and, and uh, you know that's the thing. That's yeah. You go to uh, your kid's birthday. Go to your kid's birthday, and every birthday after that, and every chance you get, go down there and spend time with him because that's. Kind of like yeah. the most important thing you're going to do in your life right now. Yeah. Everyone dies. Or ever. So enjoy this time on Earth. Yeah, everyone has a sixth birthday, but everybody dies. Yeah. Yeah. But Do you want your kid, uh, you know, thinking you're a piece of shit for the rest of his life and not going to your funeral? Well, it's not even that. I mean, that's, that's kind of a selfish reason to do it. But it's going to fuck your kid up. That's yeah. going to hurt like hell because yeah. he thinks you're coming. And he's going to be looking out the window like a sad yeah. movie. He's not going to be, your kid's not going to be like, oh, you know, my dad, my dad didn't make it, but at least he was an hour away. Yeah, at least try- he broke down in New York. At least yeah. he broke down within the state lines. Yeah, yeah. Phew. Yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be like, dad's not at my party. Yeah. Hey, wait, hey. So he wh- could maybe nail this chick? Like, no, no, dude. Come on. It's got, like, that's not even. Even a, if like, this chick was shit hot. Even a well, wait a minute. How, how hot? No, no, no. Sign how document hot? with Carmen Electra <laughs> that she, you, you know. Like, yeah. No, like, now we're talking something that's different. Yeah, that's, that's different. different. That's this is I mean, how hot is this girl? And no. she's bringing her uh, kid. The and, fact that she's bringing her kid. I mean, the fact that you're missing your kid's birthday party, you're a horrible person anyway. Yeah. And um, but secondly, the fact that she's bringing her just ton of I mean, I don't know where to start with you. You need to start from scratch. Send us send some more emails and we'll try to get you straight. Down. You have a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Work on your parenting, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, how are we doing on time? Oh, OK. Uh, we have some stuff to plug before we. Um... What? what? You gave me the tornado sign. <laughs> the tornado <Yeah>. sign. He <laughs> <laughs> gave me the tornado. Find a seller. <laughs> he was just, yay! yay! He was dancing a jig. Uh, are you playing anywhere, Graham, that you would like to plug? Or uh, uh, do you want to gonna... plug your first well, rooftop CD? Oh, the... <laughs> buy, uh, buy Graham's CD so the rooftop makes some money. Yeah, um, let's see. I will be... Well, Go the... directly to his website for his next CD, though. Yeah, for the... <laughs> you don't have to worry about talking... Well, for those of you, yeah, for those of you listening live tomorrow night, uh, May twenty sixth, me and Chris Mancini, the co-host of my podcast, Comedy Film Nerds, will be doing a live show of stand-up comedy and short films at the uh, Mount uh, Baker Theater in um, in Bellingham, Washington. Uh, and Beautiful my, area. Yeah, and you can if you go to GrahamElwood.com, you can get links to my podcast, Comedy Film Nerds, and my. A documentary, a feature-length documentary about my first trip doing a comedy tour in Afghanistan called Laughganistan, L-A-F-F, 
Um, and that's a pay what you think is fair download. So you can get it for as cheap as a penny if you want. I just want people to see it. Um, and uh, yeah, all my tour dates and everything are on GrahamElwood.com. Podcast, bing bang. Cool. Duchesne? Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Um, I'm at Rancho Cordova next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Irvine this Tommy week. T's. I don't know when this is. Uh, Irvine at uh, the Improv. Nice. Tommy T's next weekend. Oh, yeah, I'll be headlining the punchline in San Francisco June 7th. No, you were done. No. We were done with And you. then okay. August 49th, I will. <laughs> August 49th. There's no. Is this a leap year? <laughs> uh, I'm uh, headlining Rooster Tea Feathers in, in Sunnyvale uh, nice. this I love weekend. That club. Nice. I love that club. Next too. to the it's tire store. Which is awesome. Right next to hey, the tire that, store. That doesn't, hey, that room actually was the first uh, building to ever have a video game. It had Pac-Man. The guy who invented Atari dropped it off there. It was a bar. And he dropped it off there. And uh, I actually uh, know his daughter. She told me the cool story. He went back. He dropped it off there. And then he went back two, two weeks later. And they said, hey, it's broken. And, uh, you know, go fix it. And uh, the, it, it, well, the problem was that it's there were so many quarters in there that they were shoving into the top of the machine. Nice. The bucket was overloaded with quarters for his... And Atari then game. he spent that on blow, and someone bought the patent from him. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and <he died. laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that machine uh, is still there, and will still steal your fucking quarter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Tip that machine. But uh, come see me at Rooster Tea Feathers, and uh, and then in a couple of weeks, I'm at the Improv in Kansas City. I I, I was thinking I should throw out uh, plugs for later dates in case somebody listens to this later. Right, right, right. Uh, but um, go to uh, Stitcher.com and download us on your phone. That helps the show. And and you could win $100. You could win $100. You can win a $100 gift card. And is there Stitcher.com slash best medicine. Yeah, Stitcher.com slash best medicine. You're the worst plugger. I know. I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to get better. Do you see what I deal with, I everybody? I like how you think that CD talk was boring, but your video game story was riveting. I liked it. It was informative. Uh, it, shut up, nice. Graham. It's nice because you get to hear me and Duchesne being helpful and Graham being an awesome guest and Patrick berating me. That's what I do. God, way to go. GrahamElwood.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Talk more. Listen next week. Talk we will see you next week. That was Patrick. I will. I might strangle him right after the show's over. Twitter? Oh, I can Twitter? Facebook? No. Uh, yeah. The best med. Duchesne Comedy on Twitter. Find me on Facebook. Hit the donate bar. We'll send you a CD. At Graham Elwood on Twitter. Uh, sorry, Miles, that Patrick is um, is mean to you. If I, you know, talk to Duchesne next time you see. Him.